You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Hey, welcome back to Tencent Beer Life. I'm your host, Kyle, as always, with my guys, Brian and Dave. What's up, fellas? How's it good? Hey. You, what you, up, Bill? You seem rejuvenated and renewed. I took a nap. I showered. I'm getting my sea legs. I was dragging ass up until about 3 o'clock, and I came home and uh, snuggled up with the puppy and uh, put on some uh, pro wrestling and took a quick 45-minute nap, took a shower. I'm back, baby. Better you than you got a haircut. You're a handsome boy again. Oh shit, Dude, we uh, we want to we want to talk about this haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look like you got TikTok rich and then spent it all on food. <laughs> oh, dude, this is this is the worst haircut I've ever had in my life. Like, we need to get you a dangly earring, dude. I, I should get. You guys can't see. So I was running Saturday at a wedding, and I got up and I had a bunch of. It was in Columbus, so I had a bunch of shit I got to get done for the weekend. I've been putting off. I've been busy. So I got up. I mowed the grass, and I'm just fucking killing it. And I'm like, okay, I need to get a haircut. And I was like, I can go to my, like, regular guy, uh, but it's Saturday morning. Brian, you don't know about this, but barbershops are very busy on Saturdays. Um, There was a time a long time ago. There was a time. (laughs) Fair. So I stop at one of these chain things in a strip mall and get a haircut. I walk in. Well, first I walked into a barbershop. Uh, it was a uh, African American owned, with nobody in there. And the guy goes, "Can I help you?" And I go, "Uh, yeah, I'm uh here for a haircut." And I'm just like, "Shit!" Like I know, I know what's going on here. And he goes, "Sorry, man, I'm backed up with appointments all day. I'm not going to be able to do it." And I was just like, "That's so cool, man. Thank you. Have a great day." We socially were nice about it, but he was. I didn't want to be like, "No, I'm good." I couldn't turn around and do that. And he. He didn't want to cut my hair either. You know, he would have fucked it up. <laughs> so he knows, you know, there's, there's, that's the only segregation that I'm like completely okay with is barbershops. I, uh, you know, I fully support it. You know, we can, we can keep separate in that. So you, you know? don't think that he's competent enough to cut your white hair? I think he is. I just don't think he has the experience. So you went to, uh, where did you go again? I got it. Uh, I don't even know which one it was, but it was like a sports clips, great clips. It wasn't Lady Jane's haircuts for men. I I know the quality of that place. I yeah, I would have much rather went to. But you but, trusted a sports or great clips over over said black barber. This guy didn't want to cut my hair. Don't pay me out to be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem qualified, so I went to an unnamed yeah. no, chain in a strip no. mall. <laughs> he he didn't he didn't have experience. He didn't have experience with white hair, so I went somewhere where they have experience of fucking up everyone's hair. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. One time when I was a child, there was this guy named TJ, and he had a card store in downtown Lima. And on one side, he sold sports cards, and on the other side, he had a barber shop. And I told my dad about this place. I said, hey, this card shop I rode my bike to, you know, they have a barbershop. I want to go get my hair cut there. And it was TJ. It was a black guy. I didn't think anything of it. 
And me and my dad walk in there and get haircuts. And my dad's going, okay, yeah, let's get haircuts. And he starts cutting my dad's hair. And he goes, so TJ, how long you been cutting hair? And he goes, white people hair or black people hair? So I've been cutting black people hair for 30 years. I've been cutting white people hair for 30 seconds. And he's cutting my dad's head up so bad. So I don't know if it's just like a life lessons, but I just like, hey, you know, I am not welcome in a black barbershop, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? They don't want to. They don't want to cut my hair. But you know what I mean? Like they don't. They don't want to fuck with me. I mean, it's it's an unwritten rule. This is the third time I've walked into a black barbershop in my life. I did it once at Ohio State too, and they like the music stopped. Like it's (laughs) your record scratch. Yeah, dude. It it was very awkward, and it's just like you know what? I've accepted this, and it's okay. You know, dude. I'm I'm dying at the thought of your dad walking around with a fade for like you know, a couple of weeks. <laughs> his jerry curl was dripping all over his cowboy boots, dude. Um, but no, so I go to the, I think it was a great clips maybe. And like she cut my hair really fast and I'm just, I'm, I'm busy and I'm not thinking anything of it. And I get out in the rear view mirror. Can you guys see this? Hold on. She tried to put in a hard part and it is <laughs> like a half an inch wide. And it's yeah, yeah. fucking crooked. And then my ears, look at like behind my ears. Can you guys see that? The loop goes up. <laughs> I can tuck my entire ear into where this terrified. fucking loop goes. Terrified of your ears. <laughs> she didn't want any part of your ears. She went. And, and the other one's completely, up. completely uneven. So I had to go to a wedding this day, too. So it's like, it's not even I had time to let it grow in. Like, I thought about going to buying a fedora for this wedding because I was like, I am completely fucking embarrassed of my hair. See, hat fishing is the way to go, dude. I'm telling you, that's what you got to do is throw a fucking hat on top of that shit. I mean, maybe like one of them old man caps that Dave wears would have been better. I feel like that that suits the fat man, but it's more wedding appropriate. Far worse off with a fedora. I, uh, so I ended up normally I do do the Mark Price swoop over to the side, but I I got it and I I gelled the fuck out of it and I went straight back and then slightly to the left and I covered it like I was like Pat Riley dude, I, yep. I it was it was actually not a bad look. If I saw you in a fedora and like a, a dress shirt and tie, I would <laughs> be ninety nine point nine percent sure you did magic. Yeah, <laughs> I would be fucking positive that you that you were about to approach me with a card trick. And I, you know, I couldn't do that. I was like, I'm not going to do the fedora. Uh, Cause like all my boys were there. Like it, it, it would have been, I would have been getting roasted. Like I would have rather went with just the shitty haircut. Like I couldn't have walked in with fedora. I'd never would have lived that down ever. <laughs> I'd look like a magician, huh? You would have with a fedora. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know that was a part of a magician's oh, uh, attire. Yeah, I mean, like, like the kind of dude magician. that's going to do, yeah, close-up magic, sleight of hand kind of shit. They're going to wear fedoras. It's a real douchey culture. Uh, I literally just wrote a joke into my notebook uh, for, you know, for performing, talking about uh, I would wear a top hat, but then I just look like a magician who makes food disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Um so yeah, I mean, I covered up the fucking haircut. The wedding was great. Um, I, I wish I could have came to your party. It just didn't work out. Party was a good time. Like I, I don't know if we we had. I was so disappointed. I was really looking forward to it. We had very little leftovers. Like we 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 I guess 
portioned out the food perfectly. Um, so I don't know if we could have handled two more Husky guests. I think we would have ran into some issues. What did you have? <laughs> I'll tell you if you would have ran out. Uh, I made, I actually made two dishes myself, two crock pot Ooh. dishes, um, Buffalo chicken dip. I made like four pounds of Buffalo chicken dip and then close to four pounds of Italian beef, which is like a Chicago thing. My money, Mitch made it one time. And then, uh, I tried it and then I saw it on the bear that show on FX. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I've, I've been wanting to have this again. I'm gonna look it up and it's like a real easy crock pot thing. So. I went for it and it was a hit. It was it was really good. You know, I saw an article that restaurants are selling out of Chicago beef sandwiches because of the bear. Like it is re- revigorized that sandwich around the nation. I don't know anything about the bear. I'm sure it's a great show. It's a good show, and good sandwich. Do they just eat the sandwich? Like, do they sit down and eat it? Like they kill people and then go and eat the sandwich every episode? Like, what what is the significant? And I don't even know anything. Nobody. About the show. They don't really kill people. It's not that kind of show. It, it's a, it's not like uh, any sort of real crime drama. I mean, some crimes happen because they're supposed to be Chicago lowlifes, but um, it's mostly just about like this this dude who his brother kills himself. He takes over this restaurant that's kind of a mess. He comes from a, a really uh, highly decorated, fancy kitchen background, and he's trying to get these uh, Chicago lowlifes to fall in line and get this place running and um italian beef is just it's just a real popular thing and like a chicago delicacy so um money mitch is from the chicago area so he he made it for a tailgate a few years ago and i wanted that shit it's good it's like a spicy beef sandwich it's got like pepperoni rings or some shit in it or something yep. too a whole bunch of that yeah dude i i saw the picture in the article and i was like god damn i'm gonna have to watch this show or at least just get one of these sandwiches <laughs> dude you i didn't even make enough of it so like i i i bought like the only thing I bought enough of was the beef. I bought too much of everything else. So I I have like all the ingredients to just make it again. And I think I'm going to this weekend. Oh, yeah, dude. Damn. You definitely would have ran out of food. I'll, I'll, I'll house fucking buffalo chicken dip, especially the more drinks I have. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of drinks. It was a real good time. Um, I mean, it was over pretty early. Everybody was gone by like 1030. We started at two. Um, yeah. And then I passed out on the couch very shortly after that. <laughs> how did uh how did you end up with a briefcase full of deviled eggs? So apparently, um it was actually Money Mitch's wife as a child, her grandmother bought her this briefcase to take to school, like in like first grade or kindergarten. It's like what she bought her <laughs> to take to school with her. So they just had this briefcase that they never knew what to do with or get rid of. Um, sitting down in their basement. So they decided to give it to another friend at, like with his birthday present inside of it. And then for a housewarming present, that friend put deviled eggs in it because somebody posted a gift because everybody knows I fucking love deviled eggs. It's become a whole thing. Both of my podcasts, I've talked incessantly about it. It's my shit. Yeah. So they, they, somebody found a, a gift with it, a briefcase full of deviled eggs. And then Sean, my buddy Sean, made it a reality. And now anytime we have deviled eggs in my house, they're going to be served in a fucking briefcase. That's all. Awesome. Sky, dude. Yeah. What a great gift. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I had plenty of my, my omission gluten-free beers, and uh, there was a decent amount of people showed up. We had a good time. We watched a little bit of football, and then uh, 
I fell asleep right as the Guardians game started getting good. It's a nice feeling when everybody gets the fuck out of your house, isn't it? Or did you want people to stay? No, I mean, quite frankly, I didn't want the party to happen in the first place. (laughs) 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 This is all for Sarah. Sarah loves that kind of shit. If it's up to me, one or two friends will come over, and then uh, that's about it. But, like, you know, dropping a whole bunch of money on food and having to clean the whole place. The one good thing, I and I get again, I don't really give a shit about this, but it, it makes Sarah happy, is uh, it forced our hand in getting fully moved in. So, like, the place, you can see my office has typically been a mess. Like, it looks nice now. There's not a pile of shit shoes in the everywhere. middle of the floor. <laughs> That's not in the middle of the floor. That is on the shoe thing. Thank you very much. As long as oh, that's happening. It? Yeah. There's a oh, little good. shoe mat. Oh, good. Don't I live by those going, rules. I'm good. I live by those rules, too. The shoes can be haphazardly as long as they're in the vicinity or on the mat. I don't give a fuck. I don't live by those rules at all. I only do it because of Sarah. The only reason I'm not an absolute disgusting mess is because of the shame I feel for making Sarah live in my mess. Like, I, I could go, like, if Sarah left me, I'd go right back to squalor and filth. I'd be Frank and Charlie from Always Sunny. If if left to my own devices, I'm gross. When Sarah left town for a week, there was so much garbage all over the place that I had to set aside a solid hour and a half to make the place presentable again. <laughs> I feel that 100%. I don't give a fuck about anything. I don't sleep in our bed if Allison's not here. Like, I will just stay up and watch TV until, like, I physically fall asleep. And there's, like, beer cans and shit, like, Empty chip bags all over the place. Like I'm 100 percent with you. Did you have a toe knife when uh, when she was out of town (laughs) that you washed and put back in a rotation? (laughs) I mean, I've I've got some knives that could be a pretty solid toe knife. Yeah. Dave, what'd you do this weekend? Anything good? Uh, I ended up having to work Saturday, and then I had my buddy's uh, surprise 40th birthday party, which he was. He was actually surprised. Uh, imagine a, a group of 40-year-olds being able to keep a secret. And um, we ended up going to the bar that we used to be regulars at, the Windsor Pub in Akron, and playing quarters, uh, which we haven't done in years. We used to play quarters yeah. religiously. And within probably 20 minutes, where I'm banking them in off of beer bottles and a loaf of bread, and i I'm shooting two at a time. You know, we're doing all of our old trick shots and shit. And um, someone said something about, you know, being good at it. And I'm like, dude, uh, Brian Kenny is quoted as calling me a hand-eye coordination savant. I will destroy you. You know, just start making them five, six, seven in a row and shit. And um, we got them nice and wasted. And it was a good time. It was like a blast from the past. Yeah, you could like you're a prime candidate to hustle people because you have this tremendous skill set, but um, physical appearance wise, you you look far from athletic. Oh yeah, yeah, that's always been the case. I I get underestimated, and then next thing you know, I'm walking away with some sort of uh, mediocre championship. You know, (laughs) that's what's up. That's awesome. What do you What are you playing quarters? Are you shooting into a shot glass or like a pint? What are you playing in? So, I mean, that was my first question when they asked if I wanted to play. I go, well, when we used to play, it would be, you know, there's one rocks glass in the center with uh, four of them around the outside, like north, south, east, and west. And if you make, when you make the middle one, 
um, you get to, well, when you make any of them, you tell the person, you know, you get to pick who drinks it and it's, you know, filled with beer. So if the middle one gets made, it gets refilled and it stays. And then as you make the ones around the outside, they, they come off and then whoever makes the last one, I guess wins. It's not really a winner. It's just, you're just, we're just picking who drinks the, the shots that we make. And, um, but obviously it's, you know, post pandemic, I mean, literally we are just throwing quarters all over the floors and, and, uh, things, and then drink, dunking them into our beers, chugging the beer, pulling the quarter out with our teeth and shit back in, in the day. Now it was just into empty glasses and we all had our own that we were chugging out of different world. Yeah, it is the new normal, right? <laughs> Brian, did you say you were good at caps? Was that your favorite drinking game? Was that no. you? What, I don't what, know what, what that is? Oh, uh, it's like you th- you sit it like on the sides of the room and like you throw beer caps into like a uh, like big golf cups or something. I don't know. We used to okay. play it. I I thought it sucked as a game, frankly. Um, what a uh, so you play quarters, Dave? Do you, you have a drinking game that you fancied, Brian? Um, I mean, I always like beer pong a bunch. Uh, I like Civil War better, probably. But the number one drinking game in my life is beer die but not the one that you see that's getting real popular saying. yeah beer die is my shit I, I but i guess we play a different version of it that's much sillier and intense like the one that people play now is more or less just a different kind of beer pong um it's more of an athletic feat than a a, a mental game like uh the one i play is there, there's just so many rules to it and it can take hours and you, you could knock down 12 beers in a game it's a lot of ways to fuck up and then a lot of mind games that go on. And then anytime your partner makes a mistake, you drink everything your partner drinks. It's one-to-one. So you can't say the number is five or seven. You can't roll it at the number five. You can't uh, have an empty cup of beer sit on the table. If, it, if it's standing up, somebody can knock it over. All these are full beer penalties. Damn, I've yeah. never played beer die like that. I've never oh, played it so in general. Fun. We used to play what's Civil War because I've never heard of Civil War either. Dave, do you know Civil War? No, Civil War is instead of one triangle of cups, it's like three of them, and you have three balls, and you don't have to like wait, you just keep knocking down cups. Ball comes, you grab it, you throw it. Oh, so you're fighting over the balls too? Yes. So it's it's more fast paced. You fight over the balls a little bit. Um, it, it's it's awesome. More of a team game, six at a time. Oh, Crazy. nice! I I won a uh, me and a team of four. We were the Windsor Bingers. We won a uh, winter beer fest at the beer house in the Akron Valley years ago, and there was we won the chug race. Uh, cornhole quarters uh, i mean we we swept so many of these events it was ridiculous there was one where you had to uh chug a beer and then crush the can and throw it through these um different size buckets that were suspended in the air it was it was some crazy shit and we ended up walking away with the w it was dope. i want something like that i've never i've never experienced anything like that i mean like in college we had like case races and shit like that but <laughs> Nothing that was so like I think somebody tried to throw a beer Olympics once and I couldn't make it, but yeah, nothing crazy. I, 
I'm planning on doing something like that in my garage with the video equipment and putting some content together around it. Get that, fucked up and throw some axes. I've also got a, um, a, a Royal Rumble of alcohol I want to do. And also, you know, playing quarters the other night. I'm like, damn, you know, with all of uh, the different scallywag characters surrounding the table, it, it would make for some pretty funny content. It was wild. Okay. Yeah, I got Plus everybody's su- getting shit faced, so I got super nostalgic when we played a couple weeks ago. We played baseball, uh, which is a super fun game. Um did you guys and I was just thinking about it when you were talking about quarters, did you ever play landmines? I love landmines. Landmines is great. Is it the same one where you like spend the quarter, take the shot of beer and have to pick it up and then you can slam the fucking quarter the beer on the quarter? It's like you keep drinking and when you finish a beer. You could slam it down. Yeah, on the quarter. Yeah. 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 Same game. There's always different variations. I love it. It's probably my favorite game. We played a lot of landmines. It, That's a good it's one. very intense. Thumper's a really fun one, and it's great because you could play it anywhere. I don't know what Thumper is. Is that the one that was in that movie a few years ago? Like in 10 Beer years Fest? Ago? Yeah. Where, like, yeah. Like where you, you everybody's banging on the table, and then somebody does their gesture, and then they do another person's gesture, and then that person has to do their own gesture, and then another person, you keep going around until somebody fucks up that's wild i i don't know if i could do that like i just feel like i would be fucking terrible at it i think you would too and it'd be really funny <laughs> fair so yeah that was uh that was our weekends we all got drunk it seems at different various parties <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah nice um sports wise the browns made some cuts uh what mims got his contract terminated other than that there was was there anybody notable it didn't so, seem like it was only five. It was down to seventy three. They got another. Yeah, 20. I mean they still have yeah twenty to go. Um, so none of the big names. I mean, Javon Wims is one that people really wanted to stick around. I, I, I can't think. Of, who was the other one? There was another one. Let's see. I'm who, struggling to remember the name. I'm trying to bring it up now. I didn't watch any of that preseason game, but people were losing their fucking mind over it. Jamarcus Bradley. Oh, okay. Another wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I, but th- this fan base is ridiculous, so I don't know what else to, to tell you. Like Maybe Jacoby Brissett is not what you had hoped for, but you sold your soul for what we had hoped for, so here we are. Yeah. I know, I know everybody, like, just... What is it? Schwartz, they're just like, it's just at work. The water cooler talk today was like, how can this guy still be on the team? Like, they should just fire him now. And it's just, I don't he know. It does suck. I Like, if yeah. they did cut him, I'd, I'd be like, okay, fine. That that does make sense. It, it seemed really dumb to draft him that high when they did. At Auburn, his track record wasn't anything impressive aside from being a track athlete. So, like, taking them in the third, a lot of people were just like, what the fuck are they doing right now? I thought these guys knew what was, you know, what's up. Maybe Andrew Barry <laughs> nah, knows better than us. But, like, maybe not. And, and Andrew Barry might have shown his ass through a number of these different dealings. He might not be the guy that everybody thought that he was. And I think the tide's turning a little bit on uh, Stefanski, too. You've been saying it for a while. But it sounds like people are getting on board. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Does he really know what he's doing? And I'm like, it's the preseason. It's hard to exactly. tell. But, but, I mean, you've been saying it, you know, especially when uh, Deshaun comes back. 
I think yeah. that that's when we we are really going to see. I, I think that the second Deshaun Watson steps on the field, Kevin Stefanski's on the hot seat. All of his offense has been predicated on um, on the system. No matter what, follow the system. We need to get guys that can follow the system. This is not about superstars. This is about the system and timing. Um, it, it is a, an offense that discourages improvisation um, and – pretty much everything that Deshaun Watson does like Deshaun Watson is not a Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a Kirk cousins. He doesn't want to run one of those kinds of offenses. He wants to be spectacular. He wants to be flashy. He wants to do more of a, I don't want to say Michael Vick necessarily, but you know, he wants to escape and make plays and he wants to do things on the fly. And then can he tailor an offense to him? I don't know. I, it would be a, a pretty serious deviation from all of Kevin Stefanski's, what, 15, 16-year NFL coaching career? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. You know, Deshaun Watson, I, I, I'm predicting he comes back and he's not going to be the player we thought he was. I think there's too much shit going on in his life, uh, even if it was self-predicated, uh, it's probably going to be pretty hard for him to focus on football being off two years and coming back and just being like, okay, I'm throwing for three fifty and four touchdowns. That'll be very impressive if he can do that, if he can manage yeah, no that. Shit. But he is a sociopath, so who knows? I could see him tearing up the Texans, and then who knows if they'll have anything to play for at that point. So he might you know, kind of take his foot off the gas. But, I mean, I don't know. The, the thing about that guy – and why it's hard to really think he'd take his foot off the gas is like up until all this bullshit with him, I w- was really impressed with Deshaun Watson. I thought like this kid's a fucking gamer. The story about him um, like fucking up his ribs and lungs and being unable to get to altitudes to fly. So he, he took a bus ride to go play still. I'm like, damn, this kid is he, he's a beast. He's got a lot of heart. He's a gamer. I, I thought that the world of Deshaun Watson up until all this, like if, if, if all this garbage didn't happen with him and the Browns just went and got him, I would have been so ecstatic because I love Deshaun Watson as a player. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't think that he's going to be able to replicate it. Maybe, maybe another year coming into next season, but I just, the hopes, I don't even have hopes for him because that's the wrong word, but the expectation is just way down for me. I just think it's too hard. I think, I think it's, there's too many good players in the NFL for him to just walk back after two years and be a fucking world beater, especially when he's going to be getting the fucking business from everybody. I mean, everybody. Yeah. It's uh, going to be tough. He's still young. And, but like one of the big things is, I mean, he doesn't have a Deandre Hopkins. He had Deandre Hopkins like the whole time. So he really threw his fit after Deandre Hopkins was let go or not like, excuse me, (laughs) traded. You sure didn't have any leftover deviled eggs there? Nope, that is that is peanut butter. That's a 100% <laughs> peanut butter, very strong peanut butter flavor to that. Nice. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Fuck it. You know, we got 11 games, so. And they're saying that he's likely to reoffend because he's not showing remorse for any of the he apologized. He apologized. What are you guys talking about? He apologized. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked it back immediately. It's just, it's too much to follow. I don't know. Um, it's a fucking circus again is what it is. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's the Browns. Did we think anything was going to change? There's a fucking... Baker Mayfield got a whole bunch of uh, hype off of his preseason performance the other night. Did he? Threading the needle. Yeah, he had like that one throw that was pretty ridiculous. And, you know, a lot of Twitter's going, well, this is why Baker Mayfield is so frustrating because, like, every coach is going to tell you not to try and make that throw, but occasionally he'll make it, and it's ridiculous. So... (laughs) But he was, I mean, he's also going up against, you know, the Bills who were resting a bunch of guys, you know, second and third team defensive kind of guys. But um, I, I hope the guy does well. I do. Speaking of the Bills, dude, punt God, I, whoa, shit, dude. Was he that punt God? Is, was that his was that what it was? I think that's what they called him, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. So. Yeah, they called Kickalicious? Him- <laughs> there was a guy, guy named Kickalicious who did a bunch of like trick kicks and then he got NFL tryouts. Oh, he played for the Lions, right? For a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. I think Maybe so, preseason. Yeah, yeah he, like they would like throw the ball and he would just like kick it through the fucking upright. Yeah, dude. Didn't we give him a tryout? I think we did. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why I know about him. Otherwise, I don't care. What uh what would your guys's kick if you were a kicker or what would your kicker nickname be? <laughs> Um, the hoof. I, I'm gravy legs. Gravy legs. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I can't come up with one on the spot right now. I, I don't know what the fuck. I'm going with the hoof. The hoof. Nice. The hoof. I don't, I don't, I don't have a kicker name. But yeah, that's, that's wild. And the first thing that happened as soon as they released him, they, someone photoshopped breaking news, the Browns draft. <laughs> you know, punk guy. Oh yeah, whatever. the the internet went nuts about him going to the Browns after all that, which like I, apparently Buffalo knew about it. So, I mean, it does kind of seem like there's been a bit of a, a double standard. Um, they knew about it, kept him for a while. Like no matter what, the girl was 17, and he was 21. So even if it was found to be consensual, it's still super not okay. So they they deserve some some real criticism there. I think. I love the people that are going to bat being like, 17 is the age of consent. And I'm like, I didn't know that. How do you know that, you fucking creep? If you know the age of consent in the state, uh, it's very creepy to me. <laughs> like, I never even think about it. But I guess in California where it happened, it was 18 is what I read. So he's fucked either way. Good. It's statutory. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Another double standard thing that a lot of people have been going nuts about is Aaron Donald. Oh, yes. And Aaron Donald went full blown psychopath for probably no reason. Like the, the, it's a joint practice. No matter what, you shouldn't get that fired up. Yeah. I I mean, he's barely should have been out there first of all, but enough to get, I mean, I imagine they were fucking giving him the business a little bit. Like, I mean, they pissed him off, but, yeah, he's fucking psycho, dude. I mean, and now they're they're saying, well, we can't we can't fucking dictate what we punish guys do in practice. Like that's getting out of line. It's like no, it's the same thing. Like you're at work, you know, regardless of where you're at when you do it, whether you're on a field or not, playing in a game or if it's practice. You know, sure, minimum like, two games. Absolutely, one helmet, one one game per helmet. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do it on national TV in a football game and he he didn't do it to helmetless people. So Miles is is worse. Although, you know, I didn't give a fuck about that either. I, I never looked at Miles any different 
I loved it. I, I would love to have a framed picture of him hitting him in the head with a helmet. Uh, <laughs> Sarah almost got it for me as a birthday present. She got me Turkey Lake Jones instead, slamming Terry Bradshaw. But, I mean, overall, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead and murder these guys. I don't give a shit. They don't care about me. They don't care about my fantasy team. I don't care about their health. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It, that's what's hard because, like, I look at I, I feel the same way, but then it, to circle back to the Deshaun Watson thing, it's like, can we just treat these guys like gladiators? And, like, that's the way I've always looked at it. It was like, I don't give a fuck about what they do as long as they're on the field producing. They can be, like, the Domica Sue's another guy where I was like, I really don't have a problem with him being dirty. I know, like, it sucks on what he does, but, like, it doesn't matter to me at all. Like, he's entertaining to watch. And it, it's a psyche thing, uh, you know. It, you you don't fuck with the Dominic Sue because he might step on your nuts, you know. It's just – that's an yeah. edge up that he has, you know, that I'm he's a fucking you. nutcase. But the Deshaun Watson thing completely changed my mind on it. It was just like I – you know, we talked about that to death, but – so yeah, yeah there's just a like difference between being like a uh, somebody who's going to terrorize other professional athletes, other professional football players. Like if you're if you're terrorizing other other guys who know what they signed up for, are there for it, have been training their asses off, or chosen to be there. Like I, yeah, I don't give a fuck if these guys kill each other out there. Like I, I, I mean, I, obviously, I wouldn't want to see anybody actually dead or paralyzed. You know, Ryan Shazier was tragic. But the only the only time I've ever seen it, like a player do something to another player that I thought was really over the line was Albert Hainsworth stomping on that guy's head with cleats on. Like that was fucked up. But mm-hmm. aside from that, like everything Adamican Sue did, you know, stomping on a leg, shouldn't do it. Not saying he shouldn't be punished, but like I also don't really care. And I never really thought all that much less of him for it. Even James Harrison, like I hated him because he was a stealer, but um, you know, the guys out there popping people. Fine. That's what this is. So the throw the flag, I want my team to be furthered down the field for your shittiness but like i i don't look at you as a piece of shit for fucking up people on the field i I, I, that's what i mean like my perspective has changed a little bit it's like these guys you said they signed up for it but they didn't sign up to get fucking bashed in the head with the helmet like that like that's not a part of the game i guess at this point ultra violence is though yeah i mean you're right but with the big push for cte or the uh you know the the falseness of you know we're acting like we care um you know it's just like yeah fuck it you know set an example i mean miles there's no different the only difference is, is that it was on tv and mason rudolph had his helmet off um that's a pretty big difference well yeah the, the no helmet on is a pretty big difference yeah yeah you're right you're right <laughs> i guess i'm a little biased still i don't know i just i just feel like you know it, those guys didn't sign up for that not everybody in the nfl is a fucking goon and um, just a complete animal. I mean, it's part of the game. Like people, people are going to get mad, but like there should be some heavy repercussions for that shit um, because that you're taking fucking food off their plate if those guys like you know their career ends. I mean, granted, like they can still afford to eat because they're millionaires or whatever, but it's still like you're taking money off their fucking books. Well, and here's the thing: like Brian said, with all the ultra violence, there's other you don't have to take someone's helmet off and beat them with it you can wait until two or three plays later and fuck them up so you know there's no need to rip someone's helmet off and start playing whack-a-mole you know you just wait until you catch them slipping and then you make them fucking remember you know 
he's he has like a real history with that kind of shit. He, again, he, you know, he is one of my favorite players out there. Probably my favorite non-Cleveland Brown athlete. But like he he there there's some some reels out there of him getting real fucking psycho on the football field, grabbing people by the throats like a whole bunch. He he's he's a wild dude. Yeah, I mean that that's the intimidation factor. But he's um, LA and the NFL's got such a boner for LA. And he is a multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the league poster childs. He was just number two in the NFL Top 100. Um, he's somebody that they want to preserve as much as possible. Who who ended up rounding that out? Who's number one? Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Still. Yep. Still. Damn. Patrick Mahomes is like number eight. Wow. That's kind yeah. of a slap in the face. That's <laughs> what, what that you- guy did. Go ahead. I was just going to say, what did you think about uh, Miles Garrett being number 11, Brian? Um, a little high, in my opinion. <laughs> a little high. A little high. Uh, Nick Chubb's the one that bothered me at 33. I thought that was bullshit. I actually, for all I've said about Denzel Ward, think he deserved better as well. Um, Betonio is probably around where he belongs, and Wyatt Teller probably belong closer to Batonio a little bit at least. He's still Wyatt Teller is, is great and he's such a good run blocker and he's unreal in space. Like it, it's crazy how he's able to um to not over pursue and 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 over lean and and miss blocks in, in open space versus smaller guys, more athletic guys. Like that that's a crazy skill set to be able to have. But occasionally in one on one pass protection he just gets bitched. So he's he's almost like Joe Hayden used to be. Joe Hayden used to be so close to being elite um, that, but he was just one stop and go route. That would be super costly, like every game. And then Antonio Bryant just made him his girlfriend every time. Where did, where did Nick Chubb come in at? 33. That is a fucking slap in the face. Here's the list. Tom Brady, number one, he was up from number six last year. I think six to 10 probably. I think Tom, I mean, they didn't even, Aaron Donald two. Aaron Rodgers three, okay. Cooper Cup four. Um, I get that. That that guy had that kind of year. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Here's here's the one that that blows my mind. Jonathan Taylor number five. Yeah, that's and then and, and Nick Chubb's thirty three. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Give Nick Chubb the volume. Number six, T.J. Watt. Much as I hate the guy, he's a fucking beast. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams seven. Patrick Mahomes, eight. Jalen Ramsey, nine. Travis Kelsey, 10. Where's Josh Allen? I think he's better than Travis Kelsey. I think he's better than Jalen Ramsey. Um, I don't think he's as good as Mahomes, but I think Mahomes deserves to be a little bit higher. But they're close. At this point, they're very close. I want to see what – I think that this year is going to reveal a lot about both Devontae Adams and – and Aaron Rodgers. Why? How? I, I understand Devontae Adams because he's in a new, but Aaron Rodgers just not having him to lean on because yeah. he's done it without him before. I mean, he's done it without him, but he's always had that top-notch receiver. He's always had one guy that's. I I don't know if he made them that good, but like they've typically not left him with years of good football left in them. Like Devonte Adams just did. Like when, by the time Jordy Nelson was out of there, he was dog shit. By the time Greg Jennings was out of there, he was dog shit. By the time 
Randall Cobb left and is now back. He was dog shit. Yeah, we'll see. I guess um, that's a, that's a valid point. Miles Garrett eleven, uh, Derrick Henry twelve. Again, fucking Nick Chubb thirty three. You know, Derrick uh, Henry was having that kind of season. Like he he would have definitely been up there around where uh, Jonathan Taylor was if he didn't get hurt. Like the the pace he was on was ridiculous, but he did get hurt. So I still think 13 is probably a little generous for him after a season where he got hurt. Switch yeah. him and Chubb and I'm okay. But I, I just Taylor's bullshit. I don't, I don't see any running back being that high. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Josh Allen, 13. Give me Josh Allen over either of those running backs. I mean, Josh Allen should be top 10. Trent Williams, 14. I, he's getting up there in age, but he had a hell of a season. He had probably I, his best season. It was crazy. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, 15. We'll see. We'll see the same thing with Mahomes and him. Um, Mika Parsons, Micah Parsons, Mika Parsons, what? Micah. Mika, Micah, yeah, because Mika Fitzpatrick is what I'm thinking. There we go. There's my word of the day. Uh, <laughs> it's also Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Fuck him. He's a stealer. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, Shaq Leonard. Uh, Debo Samuel, 19. Wait, who was that last one? Uh, Shaquille Leonard. Linebacker Colts. He's 18. Darius Leonard. That's right. He wants to go by Shaquille now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He changed okay. his name. I was like, I, how is somebody that I've never fucking heard of that high? I read it, and I, I knew that happened. I just, like, rolled with the change. And then uh, J.C. Jackson at 20. I think that's generous for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. These lists don't mean anything at all. Um, but it's, it's like just interesting to see. I, I I think Nick Chubb got fucking dogged, dude. If they're going to rank those running backs that high, um, here we go. What's what's in the twenty to thirty? Uh, whatever. I'm done looking it up. Fuck it. I can't find the list. <laughs> they're doing them in like ten ten chunks. Articles. Now it's over, but yeah, they did ten at a time. What were you going to say, Dave? Did you guys see Miles Garrett? Uh, not this, not this past game against the Bears, but the game before that, where he was being interviewed on the sideline talking about how he wants to be a wide receiver. And she goes, "What do you see for Miles Garrett this season?" He's like, "She goes, uh, defensive player of the year." And he goes, "No, we're going to work in something." I mean, he could have been just. I, I didn't catch enough of it to catch the context of whether he was joking or not, but he was talking about being like wide receiver of the year and shit like that. Well, I'm sure he's joking, but I hope they don't do that. <laughs> he's a freak. I mean, I'd like, I'd be fun to watch him do shit like that, but like he's already losing gas and losing steam often. So don't give him more responsibilities. Right. Yeah. They would never do it. It'd be fucking preposterous. Look at that. Preposterous. Nailed it. Nope. Huh? <laughs> no? Nope. nope. How, how do you say it? <laughs> say it again. Preposterous. One more time. Preposterous, preposterous, preposterous. And again? <laughs> <laughs> preposterous? <laughs> how do you say it? How do you say it? I'm getting Allison's in the background going, no, you idiot. Preposterous. <laughs> preposterous. Yeah. Preposterous. Words with Kyle. <laughs> this is the best part of the show every week. 
I thought I was so goddamn confident too. Yeah, I was like, look at, look, at, look at me using a fucking three syllable word like a big boy, like a real sports reporter. No, that's that's four syllables. Yes, it is. Brian had to count too. I had, I had to clap. Yeah, pro posture. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I can't count either. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> You got a fantasy draft. We haven't talked about that. First of all, I threw out there, if anybody wanted to be in the listener league, nobody said anything. Um, it's scheduled for Wednesday, but I'm going to push it back. Uh, let us know. I don't know if people are still listening. I just want to make sure that people who are listening on a regular basis uh, get in. So uh, shoot one of us a message or the Instagram, Tencent Beer Life. Dave's putting out a bunch of fucking reels, if you're not following us on there, uh, that have been great. Um so check that out. Um, who do you, who do you guys like? I haven't looked at anything fantasy. But my first draft's Wednesday. Brian, you got one starting in 15 minutes. Who do you guys like this year? Is there anybody out there that have you looked at anything? I've looked at some stuff. I also don't want to show my hand if, if we're going to be drafting <laughs> a league. Oh, fair. Okay. I mean, we won't talk about fantasy football. It's just fucking a big thing. Okay. If you have to take one Browns player not named Nick Chubb, who are you who are you taking? Nick Chubb is like fall Nick Chubb rankings wise is like ridiculously low and I don't get it. He's volume? Uh, is it like, volume? It's I gotta be volume and then the quality of, of what the offense is gonna be. With Jacoby Brissett. Like they probably just assume that the mix of between volume and probably not getting near the goal line as much. You know, bad offense, you're not going to score as many points. So I, I think that that's feeding into it, but I, I still think he's going to have a great season. Uh, Kareem, of course, I don't love Najoku like everybody else does. I just I, – I don't think that – if he hasn't done it by now, I get that he's pretty young still, but he's been in the league for a while, and I just – I don't know. I'm not impressed with David Najoku. Um, once Deshaun Watson gets here, I could see Donovan Peoples-Jones – Filling that burner Will Fuller role that he always did so well with. I wouldn't take Amari Cooper. Really, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the only two that I'd take. I think you could get by Amari Cooper where he's at. He's Cade obviously York. Cade York. Cade York, absolutely. I'm That's trying to up. trying to get kickers out of fantasy football. Just get about. Nobody cares about him. Nobody wants to draft him. They make yeah, or break I'm, a team. Uh, it's just a weird position. I don't know. Yeah, and it's not like there's a ton of elite ones. You know, it's like there's three or four at the top that'll get you a couple people on the um, league a ton of points, and then all the rest of them are pretty much, you know, low scoring, low producing. You can almost stream those guys. I typically do. I, I have never in my fantasy football career drafted a kicker outside of maybe the last two rounds. Like typically last round, sometimes the second last, depending on where I'm picking. Um, but yeah, never. I used to not take tight ends until the last three or four rounds. See, that's where, that's where my strategy differs because if you can get one of the elite tight ends or one of the elite kickers at, you know, when it comes around, I'd, I'll take, you know what I mean? Like when Gronk was around, I would take Gronk over almost anybody because he's consistently, you know, the number one scoring tight end. If you can get that person, 
um, you know, it's it's a good move in my opinion. I've tried it in the past couple of years. I've tried it because the tight end position and responsibilities have changed quite a bit. So like last year I went Kittle and that kind of blew up in my face. Um, I've never had Travis Kelsey. I'm never willing to take a tight end, no matter how fucking good they are outside the first two rounds. I, I want running backs. I want running backs no matter what I I'm willing to reach a little bit to get one of those guys. Um, it's just so difficult to find a workhorse running back and you have to start one. Well, if you get an elite one up top, if you get if you get a Jonathan Taylor or uh, Dalvin Cook or uh, Derrick Henry up top, I think you you buy yourselves the luxury of getting one of those top tier wide receivers and then coming back and getting a lesser running back. And I think that's kind of the move. You could take a flyer on a couple guys and still have that elite wide receiver to pair with them. That's kind of where I'm at. But if you don't get one of those guys, then you definitely have to double up. If you're getting or, Aaron Jones and then somebody else, like you, you almost have to. Aaron Jones can have a fucking killer year, but uh, you, you, you almost don't have that guarantee with him. So that's kind of like my whole mind frame in it. But I fucking suck at fantasy football, <laughs> so <laughs> take it for what it's worth. I, I won a league last year, suck my dick, but uh, <laughs> they're trying to change rules now. They this keeper rule, this league. Okay, it's anybody from the sixth round, you can keep them around up the next year, and it's a two quarterback league. So I fucking went and I drafted two young, prosperous quarterbacks, and uh, I've been keeping them, and now they want to change the rules because quarterbacks are so valuable. And I'm like, fuck off. I did, I did my homework. I played the games. I sucked for two years. Now I'm the champion, and I get Herbert and fucking Murray for nice. like three years straight. So it's tight. Yeah, those are, those are solid. I, I wait on, on quarterbacks for the most part. It's been a couple of years where I really wanted something. I, I think – Deshaun Watson, I took him in the fifth fifth round one year. That's the highest I've ever picked a quarterback, except for one year, like a fucking idiot. I, I took Andrew Luck in the first round because I panic drafted. <laughs> I was on like I was late to the draft and my friends are assholes. And I get a phone call and they're like, We're starting. You have do you give us a name right now. And I just like panicked and said his name. <laughs> That's Damn. Well, otherwise they were gonna pick for me. My friends are dicks. My uh, friend's league, it's the one that I started years and years ago. Um, it's a quarterback-heavy league. The quarterbacks, uh, basically, for every yard you get, it's a point. It's the Gross. same for the it's it's the same for the yeah. running backs and the wide receivers. It's the Gross. same one one yard equals one point for for every player on the field, even like the defense. And uh, <clears throat> so we draft quarterbacks first in that league. And it's it gets wild, um, you know. You have weeks where quarterbacks are putting up like you know seventy points and shit. It's tight. I don't like that. You're getting too cute with it. Who's a guy that you guys? Because I got shit from uh, listeners uh, from our league last year for uh, going all in on Brandon Nayuk. Um, <laughs> who is? He's another hot name this year. Is he? I mean, I was just uh-huh. a little bit early on him. I mean, really, you should take he him in like the still fourth. Could suck. I don't know. Um, who's a guy that you fucking championed that ended up just fucking you royally that you now hate because of that? I mean, I think everybody's got a guy where they're like, fuck that dude. I'm never drafting him again. Like uh, Ruxin and Antonio Gates from the league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, anytime I draft Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he fucking injures himself. And then 
uh, Hillis. I drafted uh, one year. My team name was North Hillis, and um, that's pretty tight. But he shit the bed. He didn't do fucking anything. Chris it Johnson the the and Adrian Peterson always fucked me over. Um, Chris Johnson just underperformed. Adrian Peterson got hurt, and then Juju Smith Schuster was somebody I took in the second round one year, and that was the year right after his giant blow up year. We just all of a sudden sucked. That's what you get for drafting one of the Steelers. I will. I refuse to. I refuse to. And I know you took what's his name last year. You were Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah, I'll take him again. Yeah, this is a good pick. I just Fine. can't bring myself. I can't bring myself to fucking root for those guys in any 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 way, shape, or form. I almost said facet there, but I was like, "Am I going to say that right?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like hedging your happiness because yes. if if he doesn't do well, well, fuck him. He's a stealer. But if he does do well, I mean, he could definitely do very well fantasy wise. He could have ten catches for thirty yards. And then like twenty carries for sixty yards. And that's a solid fantasy day. Yeah. I mean that's that's not always the case though. More so than that, if they have a big fantasy day, they have a big day on the field and they're contributing. I don't know. With him it it was different. Last year he he was not all that great. <laughs> yards per carry, he was real shitty. He just gets such heavy volume and I think he we will again. All right. Is anybody else hearing that noise? Yeah, I don't know whose it is. Is it me? Hopefully it edges out. Sorry about that, money. What, what does it sound like? A it was just phone a vibrating. It was just oh. a clicking, some static. Um, I don't have anything else to talk about, Brian. I wish you the best in your fantasy draft. Thank you kindly. And um, do you guys have anything coming up that you want to plug? Oh, here's what I want to plug. Fucking the one way we can get more listeners. Vote for us on Cleveland Scene, best podcast. I know we're not going to win. We're not the best podcast in Cleveland. If we get on that fucking list, we get on that fucking list, people are going to listen, and then they're going to hear Dave talk about smoking crack, and they're going to (laughs) hear you know, Brian talk about the Guardians, and they're going to go, oh, I actually like baseball. Um, Or they're going to hear me fucking words up. So um, they'll be sucked in. We're we're infectious. Once you get in, you're you're stuck. We'll suck you. Yeah, we'll suck you in. So... Go on there. You gotta you gotta vote for ten fucking things. If you're not from Cleveland, just put Buffalo Wild Wings down for every other category. <laughs> <laughs> Wings, beer, sports. What more can you ask for? Uh, Brian put Brian his best comic. Put Dave his um, best. I don't know. Fucking what could you be? Artist. You could be. Uh, what 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 was another category? Uh, Go go dancer. Um, Some. Burlesque, best burlesque. You could be the burlesque dancer. You could win that category. Comics do this shit all the time where they have no business being on the list. <laughs> and then they get all their fucking friends to vote for them. And then it's like, oh, this is one of the best comics in Cleveland. And it's like, no, dog. No, you're not. You're talking no. about somebody individually? Uh, maybe a couple. Maybe a couple. Um, but yeah, they don't <laughs> listen to this. So it's so good. But yeah, it, it happens. So, um, It'll actually help us, and it's not just because we have fucking real unrealistic egos, and uh, it'll just help try maybe get some more traffic to the uh, thing so we can do some more cool stuff. So do that for us. Um, and I got Cleveland Comedy Festival ad hom tournament starting in September. Dave's battling in that, and then whatever you guys got, and then Brian can do his fantasy draft. All right. 
Um, yeah, Jack <laughs> you're Vol- like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Jack of all Dave's uh, September 12th at Frank's place. Oh yeah. Uh, Bill's recording an album at the funny stop or filming a, a comedy special at the funny stop this weekend. Yeah. Go to that. If you're around, go to that. I might try to pop down there Friday. Let me know if you do. All right. I was planning on going Saturday late show, but I'm going to try and make Saturday. I don't know if I can though. Tight. Well, that'll do it. Yeah, go Cleveland. <laughs>